look, even when I don't have any in the bank, I love money. And what I mean by that is I just love this whole topic of money mindset. My childhood, I grew up, we had everything in the beginning then we lost it actually in a big court battle which is why I became a lawyer I knew from the age of nine that's what I wanted to do because I was in this real ugly family feud Um, and so then we went from having everything motorbikes and horses and whatever um, you know buy it with cash from that to having nothing to literally living in a tent Starting a business takes courage, but making it profitable can be mind-boggling. You're left wondering, what do I do next? Where do I find clients? And is anyone even reading my social media posts? Join me, Beth G. Harper, as I sit down and chat with some fierce, boundary-pushing women on how they built their businesses, the heartbreaking struggles they've gone through, and the juicy secrets that worked for them. Spoiler alert, it's all about a steadfast attitude and having some business smarts. Get ready to build a business that makes more income, impact, and influence. Babes, on today's episode, we have Janelle Mason, who is a dear friend of mine. I absolutely adore this woman. Janelle is a business success coach. She's a motivational speaker, and she's also an advocate for heart disease. She has spent most of her 20s practicing law in Australia and around the world. And in 2014, she obtained her master's of law while living in London, where she now calls home. And I love Janelle's story. She's gone through a lot of transitions throughout her life in terms of of her career and even moving abroad. And she's going to dive a little deeper into that. I love her heart for women and how she's helping entrepreneurs now pursue their, their calling. So on today's episode, we're going to cover how a heart attack at the age of 28 changed Janelle's life and career forever. We're going to dive into money mindset and why you can no longer ignore your bank account, the shift she made to go from poor farmer girl mentality to successful business owner, why entrepreneurs need to have a better relationship with money, and why 80% of your success boils down to your thoughts. I'm so excited for this episode. Let's get started. Hey, Janelle. Hey Beth, how you going? <laughs> Good. I'm so excited to have you on here today. I am so pumped. Thanks so much for having me. Anytime, girl. Guys, we basically just had the longest conversation we, before we clicked um, record <laughs> on this on this podcast episode. But I love this girl to death, and I'm excited for you guys to get to know her. I'm going to start off with a fun question, and I'd love to know one thing that you can't live without. Oh my God. I love this question. It's my lip balm. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I legit, it's not a fancy business answer. It's nothing that's going to move the needle for anyone wanting to start an <laughs> online business, but legit, I'm addicted to lip balm. That's like a girl thing. Like we must have lip balm, at I least know. like in our bag or by our bed or something. And if the if the question was if I was stranded on a deserted island, what's one thing you need? It still be lip balm. It wouldn't be a cocktail or a sexy man. It would just be my lip balm. <laughs> Can't have chapped lips. Yeah. Yep, you need you need to get the lip balm. (laughs) Well, I'm gonna dive right on in and I really want to talk a bit about your story because you had a heart attack at a very, very young age. And I'd love for you just to tell us a little bit about what happened and how that event in your life has affected you. Yeah. Um, I love sharing this story. I think it's really important. Um to to share our experiences um, in the in you know with a with a 
a big heart to help sort of educate other people. And that's, that's really what I'm all about. That was a massive turning point in my life. Up to that point, um, I was a lawyer, corporate lawyer. I was traveling the world at the time. I actually was a lawyer from the age of 21 in Australia, worked for sort of four to five years at home doing commercial property, um, you know, not sleeping, eating at my desk, power suit, power stare, <laughs> that kind of real like um, <laughs> legally blonde type thing. So that was pink me suits. for a while. Yeah, I did. Well, <laughs> I did a pink shirt. Um, okay. I would definitely color up my blouses um, and I'd like, I did, I blurred the lines. I wore every color except for black and I would actually even walk around the office encouraging people to wear color. I was oh that Oh my girl. word. Yeah, I really I'm was. never going to watch Legally Blonde the same again. <laughs> I will always think of you now. <laughs> yeah, and I always thought there was something different about me. I'm like, I know I should conform because it is an industry just ripe in convention. It is drenched in tradition um, and I was always the one. I'm sort of stepping out, blurring the lines. Um, then I worked for an in-house shipping company, traveling the world, living on an airplane, really circumnavigating the globe, selling this big business. And off the cuff of that, um, I legitimately came home to Australia and had a heart attack. So um, it was, well, I shouldn't say came home to Australia and had a heart attack. I was actually traveling again. Um, and ended up being in hospital in Tokyo for seven days. Um, when they found out what was wrong with me, I realized that I'd been feeling sick for about 12 days. So I started feeling not well back home in Brisbane, complaining to mom. I'm like, I don't feel so great. Um, and then I got on an airplane and mom's like, you know, should you really be traveling? And I'm like, well, you know me, I'm always go, go, go. So I often, often a 10 hour flight, which could have killed me in hindsight with a blocked artery, um, proceeded to still work and do my thing in, in Tokyo, um, for another seven days. So I, I, I figured out I'd had a 100% blocked artery for about 12 days. Um, and I'm oh officially superwoman <laughs> for that. Oh my word. So that was a real turning point. I mean, after that it was, well, I don't want to do law anymore. I think it's a real sign that I, I can't be stressed and I need to reevaluate my life. Um, and I think it does take it does take a lot of work emotionally, um, a lot of inward reflection, a lot of coaching, <laughs> a lot of self-help books to sort of get to the point where I am now and realizing that there was a bigger reason for my heart attack. Like you can analyze the medical side as, as much as you want and talk about family history and things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, I believe it was a wake-up call from the universe who'd been tapping me on the shoulder for a couple of years, giving me the flu and head colds and I'm popping antibiotics and I'm on Sudafed to get on the plane. And, you know, you're, you're having, um, you know, it's almost like uppers to get up and then downers to go to bed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was living a very, um, very busy life. I had no time to be sick. So I was at the doctor a lot for those years leading up to my heart attack. Um, and I think I was really just burnt out. Um, it really just come, come down to being stressed and burnt out and, really on the wrong path in life. So um, I pivoted after being stuck in a massive crisis of like depression and unemployment and being really lost and confused. It was a bit of a rough, a rough period for, I'm going to say three years. And in that time, I moved to London. 
Um, and then it wasn't until, you know, I'm going to say a year of being in London that I discovered coaching. Oh my word. What a crazy journey. So many ups and downs. And, uh, I mean, I know being a lawyer is such a big part of, of you and your story. Mm -hmm. Um, how, how was that transition from, you know, being a lawyer, really, probably really identifying yourself in that role and then realizing that actually this isn't what I meant to do, um, or at least not anymore, you know, what's next? How am I, or how am I even going to like pursue coaching? What was that transition like? Yeah, look, it wasn't easy. There are a lot of people out there I know who are in similar situations who may not have had the heart attack or any kind of wake-up call, but their question is, how do I reinvent myself? And this is such a big topic because it isn't easy. Human beings by nature are wired to really resist change. Um, And I think with that, coupled with that innate sort of DNA wiring, Um, especially as a lawyer or just anyone who's got a degree and who's gone to uni and who's spent time and tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars on multiple degrees like me, um, the, the question really becomes some kind of mindset battle. Like what will people think? Am I throwing it away? What do my parents say if I wash my degree down the toilet? Like there's a lot of mindset questions that honestly, you know, they're not really even real. (laughs) They're things that we put on ourselves and that alone makes it harder to shift. But honestly, what, what it really takes to reinvent yourself is the decision that you're unavailable for the current lifestyle that you don't like. That's huge. And we were just talking a little bit about how we thought at the beginning of our businesses, how much they needed to look a certain way or be a certain way. Um, Mm. and how we're like kind of stepping more into our own now. Um, and so I feel like it's so funny that, you know, transitioning from one career to another, like you kind of go through that process. And then even inside your business, you go through that process. Um, actually this is totally not on the questions that I sent you. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice or tips for girls who maybe started their business one way? Maybe it's a service that they offered at the beginning, or maybe a type of brand that they created at the beginning. What advice would you have for them if they're wanting to transition um, from one thing kind of to another, even just within their business? Wow. Yeah, it's a great question. I would just say that's a really brave decision for the business owner to do. And seriously, if the person has started a business already, they've got the courage and they've got the gumption and, you know, they understand how to beat fear and really dive in and just start the business to begin with. So just build upon that courage and determination that you did have in the beginning and just go ahead and shift. You really just have to pull the trigger. If it's on your heart to transition into a different area or focus on a different business model, or maybe pull different aspects of online business into your current model, you just have to go ahead and pull the trigger and do it. Feel into that gut instinct and don't hesitate any longer, especially if you have that gut instinct back, it's not working for you because not every model works for everyone. And I think a really good example of that is working with a coach to set up your online business and following that path or model that he or her has done to reach the level of success that they have reached. And we innately think, okay, if we follow that model, we're going to get there too. And it's just not how it works, not for everybody. And I think the the quicker you can come to terms with that and be okay with it, 
it's not easy because you've spent money on a coach and maybe that model's not working. But the quicker you can come to terms with that and pivot like an entrepreneur, but you know, we're built to just take some risk and, and try and test and maybe fail and get up and try again. The quicker you can do that, the quicker you'll find your own feet and your own success. Love. And I totally resonate with that and encourage that advice as well to anybody going through that. Okay. So I want to transition a little bit and go more into money because I know money mindset is something that you absolutely enjoy and love talking about. And you're such a whiz on this topic as well. (laughs) So I would love to know why should money mindset matter to other entrepreneurs? (laughs) <laughs> yes, I love money and uh, I do. And I, I even love saying we that. We all makes love me money. Um, I love money. <laughs> I love money. And look, even when I don't have any in the bank, I love money. And what I mean by that is I just love this whole topic of money mindset. Um, my childhood, I grew up, we had everything in the beginning then we lost it actually in a big court battle, which is why I became a lawyer. I knew from the age of nine, that's what I wanted to do because I was in this real ugly family feud. Um, And so then we went from having everything, motorbikes and horses and whatever, um, you know, buy it with cash from that to having nothing to literally living in a tent. Hey babe, thanks for listening to this episode. I wanted to quickly let you know about our online business mentorship program. My team and I designed a membership site full of powerful business resources. And every 30 days we drop a brand new business course with action steps to help you incorporate the training directly into your business. We cover everything from money and marketing to social media and personal development. But more than that, CEO Club is also an incredible community. You'll have access to our private Facebook group and our monthly group coaching calls where I support you and answer your burning business questions. The best part is every month you're a member, we donate 5% of your membership to Charity Water and you provide clean drinking water for a community in need. When you invest in your business success, you invest in others. So if you're interested in building a profitable business, then join the sisterhood at steadfastsociety.co forward slash CEO club. And for being a loyal Steadfast Society listener, use promo code CO10 to get a discount on your first month inside. Now let's get back to the show. And the mindset, really what you grow up with, those beliefs around money really do hang around and they stay with you. And it doesn't just matter. Money mindset doesn't just matter to entrepreneurs. It just matters to humans in general. Even if you don't have your own business, like we should spread this message like wildfire. How you think and feel about money really does shape your reality and pretty much equal the money in your bank account. Um, And if you want to make money in your business, if you want to have the courage to put a value on services and what you're worth, you really need to start with like that inner thoughts, beliefs, and feelings around money and declutter all the junk you grew up with (laughs) because we all have stories, whether it was, you know, a little bit of poverty like mine, or whether you had parents who had everything, maybe they never spoke about money. That tells us something too. Decluttering beliefs and adopting really healthy, positive ones is what's going to really progress your business and move the needle in terms of money in your business. Mm, So good. (laughs) And so how has developing a healthy money mindset helped you as a business owner? 
It's well, I think the bottom line is it's helped me make money because, you know, if I, if I had had this, you know, not so healthy relationship, um, I mean, I did, I had this not so healthy relationship. So I, I ignored money. I didn't want to look at my bank account balance because I knew there was nothing in there anyway. Like I'd had this heart attack. I was on unemployment benefits. I'd moved to London. I was sort of just scraping by. And I feel like that struggle was like hanging around with me. And I'm like, gosh, like, how am I going to change this? And it all starts with your thoughts. So I learned about money mindset. Don't forget my whole life I was struggling, even as a lawyer, earning six figures. Like they reached a point where I wasn't struggling to pay my bills. I had the money, but I also didn't have much left over. So I was spending everything and I was giving it away and I was like doing charity work and helping my family and all that is nice. But it's also not the healthiest relationship with money if I wasn't holding on to it. It was like I couldn't keep it. I was scared to have it. Um, and it sounds a little woo-woo and crazy because I do love money, but I was, you know, I found a point in my life where I was like not holding on to it because I was comfortable being broke. Mm. And I think the real, yeah, and that was a real breakthrough with me. I'm like, oh, my comfort zone is struggle and poverty and scraping by like that's not healthy and no one wants to live like that. So I had to drop the pride um, and really develop this relationship with money, treat it as like a boyfriend or perhaps better than you would a boyfriend even. Um, so little, I made little shifts um, in how I thought about money. Like even if I didn't have money in my bank, I loved my bank account balance. Even if I didn't love paying you know, the heating bill, I, I appreciated and was grateful for having heat. And it literally started there. And that has helped me as a business owner because it's helped me hold on to the money that I make. It's helped me appreciate and be grateful for every bill that comes in in my business, even if sometimes you're like, I wish I didn't have to pay that. Um, so having a healthy money mindset, honestly, it's so crucial. It is the backbone to any healthy business. And I'm going to go further and say it's literally the backbone to any healthy lifestyle, even if you don't have a business. I agree. I totally agree with that because I think there's obviously there's like personal finances and then there's business finances. Um, but they both need to be healthy, especially if you want to build a good home, like good relationship with your spouse, if there's, you know, different incomes coming in. And I feel like that is such a big thing that people are continually talking about or fighting about really. Um, yeah. So if you can keep that healthy, if you can have that healthy relationship with money, it really does make all the difference. And then kind of transitioning that, like from creating something healthy at home and really moving that over into your business, business with your finances. Yeah. It's all intertwined business and personal. So emotions, money, all of it. If you're having a bad off day, maybe you're fighting with your spouse or you've received some bad news or you literally wake up out of bed and stub your toe. Like if you're having a sort of a bad personal day, it's intertwined with your business and it's exactly the same with money. So you've really got to even it out um, and sort of, you know, combine it and, and be like, be one with your business and your money mindset. And I think it's so surprising what you said about actually just, even if you did have all like this really great income coming in from your, from your job mm -hmm. and then realizing that you were actually spending it all because you were trying to get back to this broke mm -hmm. place. Because I feel like the story that I usually hear is people really holding on tight to their money. So it's really cool to see the other way around. I mean, it's healthy, oh, but yeah. 
oh yeah, I'm throwing it away. Yeah, take it. <laughs> I remember. I mean, I love doing charity work. So I remember, you know, little things like I literally bought gave a thousand dollars to my brother so he could put on a charity event to help the people who lost their businesses and homes in the tragic floods we had in Brisbane 2010 Mm -hmm. 2011 like it was tragic a lot of people lost their home and business they had nowhere to live and nowhere to make money so I loved being able to do that I'm not saying that that was a waste of money but I I would just do things Mm -hmm. without thinking um And again, it's awesome to do that. And I totally encourage it. And I think it's great karma and good juju and all that stuff. But it it comes a point where I would get silly with it and walk into a club and be like, I want that table and I want bottle service. And I brought five of my girlfriends and I was like, hi, rolling. (laughs) I'm like, what? That's not how I want to live my life. So I think it's really checking in with the reasons why you're sabotaging yourself like that. Yeah, I totally hear that. And I feel like there you can be generous, but you also have to be a really good steward of of the income that you have and the way that you're giving it, the way that you're spending it, or the way that you're saving it. Yeah, I think I saving was a big problem for me. That was a huge deal. So what would be like your top three to five tips to develop and maintain a healthy mindset? So if somebody's wanting to yeah. to get better in this area, what would you recommend? Yeah, I think um, a really, really good tip is to check your bank account every day. It's something that I still do. Um, And it can be scary at first because it can be confronting because you might not like what you see. But it all starts with giving money attention, kind of like a best friend. Um, You don't call your best friend for a while. She's going to get a little bit like annoyed, right? Um, If you keep dodging a phone call, she's going to be like, what's up? Why is Beth not calling me back? So it's the same with your bank account, um, which again can sound a little bit funny, but feel it out. This stuff does work. So check your bank account every day. Um, I think as well in your business, setting income goals um, that feel good to you, but also stretch you. So I always say to my clients, what's your income goal this month? Like work out the money you desire to bring in. So both to meet your needs and your necessities um, and then stretch it, add tax. So add 20% (laughs) at least. So that's your income goal. So set that goal and put it as like your password on your phone and your computer, put it on the fridge, buy the coffee machine, buy your computer, like have a visualization of your money goal. And I think a, a good third tip, um, especially for business, is to create a money path. Like think about how you're going to bring that money in, how creative you can get, how many ways, what that looks like, what can you give in exchange for that money, like what service and what impact are you going to have for that money. Um, and I think just more on a basic level to maintain a healthy relationship with money is just to really say positive, happy affirmations. So just catch yourself when maybe you're saying nasty things about money. Like I'm always so broke. I'm bad with money. I can't save. Like I just said that earlier on this podcast, I could never save. So the language and the internal dialogue with money is a huge revelation, draw awareness to it. And if you change the language, you'll change the balance in your bank account. 
love. And I so agree with like the whole relationship aspect with money. That's something that I've personally had to really transform. Um, just really having this, this good relationship, seeing it as this friend. Um, and if I'm spending time with her, that, you know, things are going to get better. She's going to appreciate me more. And yes, it sounds so funny and it sounds so like weird when you talk about it out loud. Um, but it really makes such a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. What you focus on grows. Yes. So if you focus on being bad with money, then what are you going to get? More bad with money. (laughs) So (laughs) let's start with our internal dialogue. It's such an easy shift to make and you will. You'll start to notice more money. Like you'll find money in the street. You'll get a tax rebate, an unexpected check in the mail, a discount at the shop, like free coffee, you know, like stuff like that starts to happen when you build a better relationship with money. Okay. Well, I want to move from money talk over into you being an entrepreneur. And there's a lot of ups and downs in the journey. Um, Obviously, we've already heard some of yours, but I would love to know what's been one of your biggest motivators in business. And then also what's been one of your biggest hurdles in business? I think the biggest motivator for me is really wanting to make an impact and change other people's lives. So when I had my heart attack, everything went topsy-turvy and I was like, oh, in a really bad place. And I didn't expect to be in a bad place. I expected having an undergrad, a postgrad and a master's that I would be rocking my life and never have a problem. You know, I'd own houses and I would be set, right? Because I've got this degree and I'm safe. Um, And that just wasn't the case. When I started my business, the biggest motivator was I had gone from such a negative, depressed, really bad place to finally understanding how to change my mindset and that I, I could control my situation, create my reality. Those kinds of shifts, even before I started my business, I was so passionate about. And even money mindset, when I discovered that, money mindset and just normal thoughts and words mindset, I was so motivated to teach other people. I like wanted to talk about it, shout it from the rooftops. Like you couldn't muzzle me. I thought it was like the most amazing information and that everyone should learn this in school. Um, So I think honestly, that's the biggest motivator is just sharing the knowledge that I have because it's so life-changing. Knowing that you wield the power to transform and change your life. Like you can really change your current situation. I don't care if you're sick Uh, been there, (laughs) Um, got a broken leg, some terrible news on the bones of your ass. Like you can literally change a situation because man, I have been in nearly every single one of those situations, um, even down to breaking an ankle. Like you can change your situation. And I think um, the biggest hurdle in my business um, is really just me getting in my own way. Um, There's no other hurdle that you can't jump over. Things like strategy and system and attracting clients and all of that. I mean, that's just systems and structures. 80% of success really is the psychology around it. How you think, what you believe and what you know to be true inside you. So I think, yeah, I think that was my biggest hurdle, like really harnessing that belief um, and becoming unstoppable. I totally can resonate with that as well. I feel like a lot of the time when there's something that feels hard or frustrating or something just doesn't feel right in my business, it's usually because of me and my thoughts. 
It doesn't have to do with like what I'm facing. Yes, maybe I need to like figure out something techie that's frustrating, or maybe I need to do a couple of trial and error rounds on, on a new funnel or something, but it's usually just me like, yeah, pretty much just my thoughts and maybe fear or whatever else is going on up there. Um, that's really making me stall instead of moving forward. And sometimes, yeah, exactly. And if you're stalled, if you've come to a standstill, um, it's it's probably because of a fear or an apprehension or a hesitation. So you've got to get through it. But that also means you've reached, you've stretched yourself enough to that to your new comfort zone. It's time for you to go beyond that. So it's really you're being called to step up and stretch at that point. So maybe what it is is you're scared because you know you're you're about to go to the next level. It's oh, almost I like you're at a that. tipping point. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah. Which means growth. That's it. You can't go any further if you don't grow any further, right? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to ask you our last three questions, which we love to ask every guest. And the first one is, what legacy do you want to leave behind? Oh, it really is about... It's heart disease. Above and beyond anything else, it really is drawing awareness to all these stress-related illnesses that are popping up in youth, especially in people in their 20s and 30s. So I'd love to be a life-changing force for um, raising awareness um, around those kind of life-changing illnesses and helping people move through them. Um, Yeah. I love that. No, that's huge. And it's honestly, you have one of the most beautiful stories around that. Um, and I feel like that story in itself is going to, is already making a huge impact. Oh, I hope so. I think, yeah, it is. It, it does take a lot of courage to share. I, I really do appreciate the people that I work with um, are sort of similar in that they've had a life-changing event. And it's not that easy to talk about it, but I think truly these things happen for us, not to us. And let's just get your head around this for a second. I had a heart attack and nearly died. Most people, and I certainly was one, massive victim mode. Why did this happen to me? Um, And then, you know, you ignore it, you move on, you go back to be a lawyer. I think it takes real courage to recognize it's a life-changing event because it's supposed to change your life. It's happened for you. What lesson can you learn from it? Um, Even the most crazy situations happen to us and our family to teach us something. And it's not, you know, like a wicked old person wagging their finger in your face, trying to teach you a lesson, like, (laughs) oh, that's a lesson. No, it's something more beautiful than that. What silver lining can you take from that situation? And I think we're all on this earth to help other people um, in some way, shape or form. And so that's honestly what I'm really trying to do here. Oh, love it, girl. So good. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And my next question for you is, what's your favorite quote or a favorite business book? Oh, I'm going to give you both because (laughs) I'm that kind of person. Um, So business book, The Big Leap. Yes. I could just carry on forever with book recommendations, but I'm just going to keep it real basic, ground zero, if you haven't read this book and, and you have a business, like this is the Bible you should start here. Um, and even if you don't have a business yet, it's something that you should buy for your nephews and nieces, your friends, your sisters. It's about busting through limiting beliefs. So it's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Highly recommend. Um, and I, I dug up a quote relating to money because I wanted to touch back on that. So one of my favorite quotes about money is from T. Harv Ecker. And he says, your income can grow only to the extent that you do. 
Love. I love that quote. It's actually something that is in one of our, one of my workbooks for um, money mindset for my clients. Um, And that book has been super transformational. I think it was the very first book that I read um, as I was becoming a business coach and it just literally it changed everything. I totally agree. It's definitely one of those books that needs to be given to like everyone. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it really does mean that if you want to make more money, you've got to grow as a person. You can't be the same. You can't have the same thoughts, do the same thing and stay at the same level. If you want to make more money, like you have to rise your vibration. If you want to rise your bank account, like everything needs to shift together. And once you expand and grow, you'll notice other things in your life like money expanding and growing around you. A hundred percent. So if you want to be that entrepreneur that makes four figure months, okay, that's one level. But if you're ready to start making five figure months, expect to be stretched to become a different person. Um, And that might be breaking through boundaries or overcoming certain blocks. And yeah, it's a lot of self-development for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You've got to be expected to, you know, it's not so much, I guess it's changing as a person. Maybe that word's a little bit heavy, but it's just just growth. Yeah. It's just constantly developing or mastering yourself. A hundred percent. And my final question for you is where can we find you online? Oh, that's an easy one. (laughs) You can just go to janellemason.com. Um, or JanelleInternational.com. Either one of those will get you there. I think Janelle Mason's kind of easier to type. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing, Janelle. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. I'm so excited for girls to dive in and just learn so much more about money. Beth, you're amazing. I love the work that you do. I'm so grateful to be on here. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Steadfast Society podcast. Before you go, if you want to dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes, head on over to www.steadfastsociety.co. If you love today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in, love. We'll see you next time.